third consecutive NFC South Championship. Celebrate, celebrate Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the playoffs with a 9-8 and eight record. We have a locker room full of guys that are comfortable being counted out. All we wanted was a chance to get in, and, and now we're here and got to handle it the right way. Scrambles left, still got it, scrambles back right, throws it in the end zone, caught for a touchdown in the back of the end zone by C.D. Lamb. I truly, I truly believe this team it's more than capable of taking advantage of what's, what's in front of us. You know, all, all you need is a crime. All you need is an opportunity. All, all I need is a crime. Pass deflected, stolen. Hughley got a paw on it. McCollum runs down the lane to the rim, up and under layup. Good! It's a J-Mac attack the rack. Timeout, Iowa State. He'll dribble around. Iowa State won't foul, and you can unhitch the wagon. Put the ponies in the bar. Oklahoma moves to 1-0 in the Big 12 final score on opening day. Sooners 71 and Cyclone 63. It's TJ's fault. Hour 3, T-Row in the morning show. TJ in the house Saturday and the Sooners win. 1-0 in the Big 12. Afterwards had a chance, of course, to talk to head coach Porter Moser. Coach, first off, congratulations. What a final stretch for your team. First off, anybody who's listening is driving away from LNC, thank you. Thank you. Great crowd. You know, I thought the crowd was great. I mean, uh, people that were here were loud. Um, you could just tell when we started, you know, at the four minutes in, um, I think we were down one, and then we went on a run, and every time you could just hear it get louder and louder, and that helps so much on the defensive end. So, first off, anybody who's leaving this arena uh, listening, thank you. Um, but, you know, for our guys' resolve, I mean, that is an outstanding team. I mean, they are an NCAA tournament. They are so hard to do things offensively because how physical they are and how well drilled they are. And I thought we spaced them. We had 17 assists and we could have had over 20, yeah. you know, missing a couple of things we did. And um, I thought that was uh, a real big key. And uh, you know, I just liked our resolve, you know, being down, just down one at like four, didn't panic. And uh, we, we had a little action that worked. Like we went at it like three or four times in a row and got a little separation. That last four minutes, I think is what you're talking about. You're down one with 410 to go. Uh, the little action you're talking about is with McCollum up high, yeah. little pick and roll action. He's hitting Godwin on some of them. 
time and time again, you were effective in that. Yeah, we, we you know, their, their pressure, we, we relieved their pressure by setting a, a mixed screen for Sam, so we got a little separation, and then we were flipping it sometimes, and um, they were just so up on Javian, so we loosened it up by setting a screen, knocking the guy off and coming up. Um, but, like, the guy's got to still knock it down. Javian made the great, great passes to Sam, and then Latrey, you know, what, what I love about Latrey is he was one for seven last game, and he comes in, he was three for four, then he hit two big free throws. Yeah. Just just an older guy, you know, all right, I know I can shoot. I, you know, I don't, I mean, don't even hesitate, man. And, First Big 12 game unfazed. Unfazed. Exactly. And that's, uh, so I thought we had a lot of contributions, you know. Waldo had Wal- nine rebounds. I was just going to say, Waldo had nine rebounds, and he hit a big three, and he just, uh, he, he did a lot of good stuff, man. He, and, uh, you know, Los got that thing going. He had five assists, and he, you know, he, had, he got a bunch of hockey assists, too. So a lot of resolve against, uh, <laughs> I'm just, I mean, they're the number two defense in the, in the country. We scored over one point per possession. And that's very good. And um, I, I thought our guys, uh, the physicality that Iowa State plays with, I don't know if you guys can see it, but oh. we felt it right courtside. Yeah. The whole game was physical. It felt like a Big 12 basketball game today. I don't know if you're happy with the number of 11 of turnovers for you, but against a defense like this that turns people over as much as they do, that felt like a pretty good night of taking care of the basketball. It did. It did. And, uh, you know, and you know, we had six of those 11 came from our post players. Mm-hmm. So with, with the, our guards had five. The pressure of the guards did had five the whole game. And that's, I thought they got, they did a good job. And they're number one in the country of forcing turnovers. I think it is somewhere on that. And they turn you over. And, um, so I was 17 assists, 11 turnovers. You and I talked, I think this morning, I think we've talked other times and I've said it is you, when you have a loss like North Carolina, you got, you can't have that loss go in vain. We lost because we had way less assists and more turnovers, like yeah. 18. And we didn't. I thought the ball was popping. We made extra one more, one more, and all of a sudden we got a three. And I thought we spaced it. Um, and I thought our guys took care of it so much better. And to have 11 turnovers against that team it was was a key. One more question. We'll let you go. Lipsy, outstanding player. You hold him to four points on one of ten shooting tonight. Gilbert only had six. What did you do against those two guys? I think Lipsy's an, an all-league player. He is so good. I mean, he's fast. He's strong. He knocks you off your off your off your thing and uh i tell you um you know to hold him to one for ten uh i thought we did a good job on him i mean we really i think those guys were really ready for him they had a lot of confident respect for him there's there was a lot of respect for him watching tape the last four or five days and i think our guys did a good job way to go coach you're one of you guys thanks again everybody told this story on the radio saturday uh but for those who weren't listening pre-game tj ou has some guys out on the floor warming up Milo Shuzan was one of them. Iowa State's got some guys. This is like, you know, an hour before tip-off, something like that. Coming out and getting some shots up before you officially start your warm-ups. Right. And uh, Keyshawn Gilbert comes out. And uh, Lowe sees him. And I don't know why I was watching this, but I happened to look up. He His eyes, you know, light up and he smiles and he walks over to Gilbert on their side of the floor and tries to kind of dap him up, and Gilbert won't even look at him. He, like, just walks away. And Los is kind of standing there, and I said, Los? Kevin and I were both watching. I was like, Los, what was that? And he goes, all right, this is how it's going to be today. And he walked away. Um, (laughs) Kevin, we were wondering what the uh, connection was. Uh, Kevin just texted me that he grew up in Vegas. So, obviously, Los is from Vegas. 
Ah. Gibson, I guess, grew up in Vegas. So they're old Vegas buddies. But Gilbert was having none of it on Saturday. <laughs> Not up in here. Not today. It's, ga- it's, it's game day. We can be friends later. And they ended up holding him to, well, he fouled out. He scored uh, six points and was in foul trouble most of the day. I do have, uh, and and this is credit to Kevin because he's said this many times, but I would love to see, I appreciate Milos Yuzan's unselfishness. He thinks like a point guard. He thinks pass first. He thinks set up his teammates. You know, he had five assists on Saturday. I would love to see him be slightly more selfish because he is so good when he gets into the lane, throwing up those floaters, left hand, right hand, bank shots either side. I would love to see him have a little bit more of McCollum's attack mindset in him. Yeah, you know he, what I mean, Teej? He got to the basket a couple of times on a, some really nice plays on Saturday night, but then there was a couple of times, like you said, he he could have finished the play, but he decided to kick the ball out or drop it off the Sam or whoever it. it was. So yeah, I appreciate his unselfishness, and that's what you want in a point guard. But at the same time, when you're as good as he is at, at finishing around the bucket, I'd love to see him just be a little bit more selfish. Rivaldo Sorez, one of those new guys. I said before the game, I was worried about the new guys who haven't been through the Big 12 yet, just seeing how they'd handle it for the first time, because it's different. It was more physical than it's been all year. The intensity's ratcheted up, and uh, there was no problem. Sorez played great. Darthard played great. McCollum played great. Jalen Moore didn't have a huge game, but he was unbothered. Sorez played the third most minutes. Had a game-high nine rebounds, and Kevin chatted with him after the game. Waldo, such a huge game for you, man. You're a guy that just, you know, every night it can be somebody different. How do you insert your game in just about any way that this team needs you? Uh, you know, all the guys, they really be emphasizing how my energy is kind of contagious. And I'm just trying to be, I'm just trying to do everything the coach wants me to do and play hard, you know, and rubbing off on a team, and that's all I can ask for. Nine rebounds, man. How did? How do you – you have a great nose for the ball. I mean, you're able to find it in different ways that, that a lot of players can't. But for nine rebounds in a game like this, that's huge. Is that something that you put your mind to, or is that just something that comes easy for you or what? Yeah. Over the course of my career, you know, just something nice, you're not going to really score it. So trying to get myself going, whether that's getting to the free throw line or getting a rebound or making an extra pass for another guy, just trying to stay engaged in the game. How awesome is it for you guys to get this first one? I know it's got to mean a lot to you. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, especially being picked last in the a, in a Big 12, that's something we won't forget. And every game we're going into, we would have chip on our shoulder and trying to get the next one. Good job, man. Appreciate you. I don't think they were picked last. They were picked way down there. But <laughs> let them think that, though. Let them think it. Think. They were picked 12, 12th in the Big 12. So I see where that confusion could perhaps come in. Maybe somebody out there picked them last. Um, still, twelfth out of fourteen is enough to put a chip on your shoulder for sure. Uh, I like I like him a lot. I, I feel like every time he comes in the game, something good's about to happen. TJ and he is a high great rebound, high energy, great rebounder. His uh, length disrupts things so much with, you know, tipping a pass and you know McCollum's there to scoop it up or whatever it is. So he does things in a lot of different ways without having to score like like Kevin was talking with him about there. So. Uh, definitely a high-energy dude. Very good defender. Mm-hmm. 
can knock down an open three. He's not shooting a great percentage this year, but that was a big one he hit in the second half. Yeah, there's a lot to like. I mean, I, I guess if you think about it, he played Pac-12 basketball. Not that that's Big 12, but still, it's Power 5. Uh, Jalen Moore and John Hughley played in the ACC. It's really McCollum and Darthard that haven't been at this level. Uh, Darthard at Utah Valley and McCollum at Siena. So, but I mean, those guys played. Maybe they might have been the two best players on Saturday. So, I don't think we have any reason to worry. I think they're going to be just fine. Uh, TCU next Wednesday night will be fun. You got a doubleheader, a Sooner doubleheader Wednesday night. Women at six, men at eight, both on the road, both purple opponents, both tough tests. I think Chris is calling the women's game again. Isn't he, Teach, uh, Wednesday? I believe that's right. Yeah, I think so. Chris might be all-time Manhattan. I feel like every time OU plays in Manhattan, they send Plank to that game. So I think uh, six uh, – I know the women play at six. Men play at eight on Wednesday. So it's going to be uh, Thursday morning, TJ. I will be a bit ragged. So let's hope they win. Otherwise, it could be a little cranky on Thursday. Going to be a late, late arrival back in for sure. All right, break time, 816 in the AM. We'll get back to your text messages next. We have not really talked at all, Teach, about tonight's national championship game. Michigan and Washington will play for the trophy tonight. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. There are trucks, then there's the truck. T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by RK Black. Been in business since 1952. Leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses in Oklahoma and Kansas. Copiers, fax, printer, scanner, document management. That's RK Black. RKBlack.com, 405-943-9800. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Toby, didn't TCU lose their leading scorer this weekend? Oh, did he get hurt? I don't know. I didn't see that. Uh, we'll investigate. I don't know. I didn't see the whole game. I did see the end, but um, I'll look it up. TCU, worst court in America. This Incorrect. Oregon is the worst court oh, in Oh, Oregon is now. It has overtaken it. But TCU's is really TCU's bad. TCU's is, is difficult. Yeah. It's got that frog skin on it. You don't notice it as much when you're there. Well, I shouldn't say that. When you're sitting courtside, you don't notice it as much. Maybe if you're up in the crowd, you do. But when you're watching on television, it's really difficult. Or, you know, it's not as not as cool as I think they thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. They have done really nice renovations, though, to Shulmire Arena since – they joined the Big 12 uh, two, three years ago now. They uh, completely renovated the place, and it's much nicer. It's a, it's a, I don't know how many it seats, probably less than seven. So it's a good size. There's always a lot of OU fans there, obviously, so it's been good to us. Now, they do have the worst positioning for a radio crew in the Big 12. That's the one where you're opposite the benches on the end, kind of free throw line opposite the bench, and all the fans are, the donors are sitting between you and the other end. So anytime they stand up, we're completely blocked out from the other end of the court, which is 
Not very good. Uh, speaking of standing up, someone so I just called off the air. Up. At that point, I just make stuff up. And is surprised. He says he gets distracted by Kevin Henry, and he's surprised that you guys haven't done a seatbelt stand-up uh, like moment of the game, like sponsored by someone. I said, well, I'll send that. I'll pass that along. Not a bad idea. He he got unbuckled a couple of times Saturday, like one of them early. That fast break dunk by Godwin, I think, was in the opening couple of minutes of the game, and he was out of his chair. <laughs> That's a good idea, though. This uh, seatbelt moment brought to you by the Oklahoma Highway Safety Office. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one. That's a yeah, good one. That's a great one. Uh, might I suggest, too, uh, Joe, anyone from Ops over there listening, uh, Lloyd Noble, uh, each door should have its own lane for people that don't understand the downloaded tickets at this point in their life, and it should be run by a young person. <laughs> That's just a suggestion. It would make things move a lot quicker than the lady that was in front of us the other night that said, I bought them online and they wouldn't let me print them. I don't know what to do with my tickets. To which the other senior citizen working the ticket scanner said, let me try to help you. And they stood there for about eight minutes trying to figure out how to open that lady's email and get the barcode to scan her ticket. Oh, no. <laughs> but I thought about that video. I was like, there should be a young person here helping this. Oh, boy. Uh, I always skated my hardest to Little Troy's Wanna Be a Baller and Blues. Da da ba. Da da be da 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 da. However, that song goes. I see here where TCU women's player at TCU was injured over the weekend, hurt her hand, but I, I'm not immediately seeing anything about a men's injury. So if somebody else has details out there, let me know. Uh, Zalance equals balance with the Z question mark. I don't know the correct answer to that. I, I'm assuming that's how you say his name. Mm-hmm. It's spelled that way. It's Zalance is balance with a Z, but maybe it's Zalance or I don't know. Uh, good morning, guys. Hey, T-Row. Yes. Please let Stats know I just finished his book about him and Merv. It was one of the best reads, one of the best I've ever read. Merv is nice. obviously a true gentleman and a great man. The stories were great. Boomer Sooner, Sooner fan in Texas. Uh, thank you, Sooner fan in Texas. Lo- I love Stats' book as well. I suggest everyone get it deedspublishing.com 10% chance that's a burner account from Stats Kelly right there <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding hey, uh, hey you have no uh, room to talk when it nope. comes to selling books you'll do that's whatever right. it takes to sell a pony book So that is exactly right in fact, I got in fact there's 10 limited 10 uh, uh, copies I, got, I see you have left right now before about 10 left uh, a new surprise Christmas. comes along So that's right <laughs> Uh, um, well, at least Los didn't do a crotch grab, or did he? Hmm. No, I didn't see any kind. Of, I didn't see Los do anything other than look at him like, "Really, dog? You gonna do me that way?" And he turned and walked away. It's like, all right, that's how it's gonna be today. Start of the Sooner baseball season countdown is on, says Baseball Ross. 39 days. Reggie, Jackson, Kendall, Spike, Easton, Rocco, Carter, Jet, and the boys looking to win their way one pitch at a time for an NCAA expense paid trip to Omaha. Oh, man. Um, D1 baseball, I saw, had were ranking the top transfer classes in the country this weekend. They had OU at 16, 15 or 16. 
And uh, so I was reading that this weekend, going over all the guys that they brought in that they're excited about. So starts with a bang, folks. He's right. We're just over a month away. We're right at a month away right from the month. start of just softball about. season. Just over a month away from the start of baseball season. And it starts with a bang down there at Globe Life Stadium. Oregon, Tennessee, and Nebraska in that opening weekend down there at the, the home of the world champion Texas Rangers. A game, a, a building I've been in, gosh, probably seen 20 games there now, maybe 30. What's your count right now, Teach? Uh, Still one. zero? One. The I rodeo. Zero. The rodeo. That's not a game. That's, uh, not a game. that's an event. Are you going to make it down for the opening weekend of college um, baseball season? I don't, See the the I don't know the answer to that. Support yet. the Sooners down there? I don't know. I did get my season tickets over the weekend, so those are secured. So It's going to be a back-and-forth weekend for me. I'm, I'm going to catch Friday, Sunday. I was wondering that about you uh, yesterday. I was thinking about that. So mm-hmm. um, This person just says, Rockin' Robin on the uh, text line. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Okay, but that predates us a little bit. <laughs> That's older than us at the skating rink. That was yeah. 50s, right? Um, Rock and Robin. I would think 50s or 60s, 50s. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and tweet, the la- tweet, tweet. <laughs> the last one I have here is the, the guy woke up, realized it was a Monday. LNC is the worst stadium in the league. All right, grumpy pants. <laughs> It's probably a TCU know, fan. Oh, Listen, yeah, our court sucks. Your <laughs> arena stinks. I'm not here to tell you that the LNC is great, and I'm not here to tell you that we don't need a new arena because we do. But when that place is full like that, it's loud. It was fun Saturday. Right? It was fun Saturday, Teach. Yeah, no, the crowd was really good. It was a great crowd. It was, crowd uh, was good. Team was good. Game was good. And they fed off the energy at different times of that game yeah. off the crowd. There was no doubt about it. They were a home court advantage. That's what you need. Hasn't been that way all the time around here. So that was great. They made a difference, I felt like, on Saturday. So kudos to everybody. Next home game, West Virginia is a Wednesday night, I believe, a week and a half away. Um, that's a little more difficult than a Saturday. But that's the next one for the men. Anything else there, TJ, on the old text? Uh, this one just came in, and it probably goes in line with what I was saying. But they said if uh, Coach Moser is begging for sellouts, Josie needs to help out by adding metal scanners and ticket scanners at the entrances. Part of that is that would happen, I think, if there's a more consistent crowd like that. Like they have the proper amount for what they typically get at the LNC over the uh, course of the non-con if – I'm sure they can add to that if fans consistently so show up like that. So were the lines long outside? They were long, and they usually are with crowds like that. It kind of takes them unexpected, like I said. But part of it is what I said. Like, people don't it have their— take them unexpected. I mean, it was a sellout. They knew well, a lot of seats. I don't sold. know that they can add metal detectors and scanners last minute, you know. I don't right. know if they just have them sitting around in closets or something. But part of it is the understanding of how to flow through and— have your tickets ready. Just have your tickets ready on your phone. That's a big part of that holdup. Um, know that you don't have the paper tickets very rarely anymore unless you're going right to the window and purchasing your tickets as a walk-up. Most of you have them on your phone. Have them ready. Have the phone in the that app open, your Apple wallet, whatever it is, and, and just scan it as you go through. So there that's part of the holdup. 
Drake Dyken, the two songs at the skating rink when I was a kid, uh, Gangster's Paradise by Coolio and Mbop by Hanson. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen roller skating Drake. <laughs> He's like winning the limbo every Friday night because he's, he so, tear it he's up. so uh he's so short he's just like yeah. right under the limbo stick. Uh, I win again. I bet Drake could tear up a skating rink, man. By the way, a lot of people don't know this. He rolls up in his little uh hatchback every day, bumping gangster's paradise. Every day when he rolls into Been the parking spending lot. Spending most of my life living in the gangster's paradise. Yeah, I hear it I hear it all the time. Sometimes you know when you're on an airplane. You can hear music leaking out of the headphones of somebody else. Right. And I'll look back, and there's Drake, sunglasses on, <laughs> gangster's paradise blaring. Dude, turn it down. And sometimes it's Mbop by Hanson, too. One more, TJ. One more. Uh, one more. Uh, let's see. I was there, too. It was, but everything else sucked. That's the guy that doesn't like the LMC. I don't know. <laughs> well, let's build a new arena then. What do you say? Make that guy happy. I'm all for it. Make me happy, too. 832, we'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, I found it, TJ. Uh, Jacoby Coles didn't play Saturday for TCU. Foot injury, not sure his status for Wednesday night. He is a big guy, forward, one of their better players. So thank you for that heads up out there. We'll keep an eye on that storyline. Going into game two of conference play coming up on Wednesday night. Michigan, Washington tonight, TJ. How you feeling? I think the whole world's rooting for Washington. Yeah. What's going to happen tonight? I'm rooting for Washington, um, and I'm picking Washington. This is uh, obviously Michigan is the team that's kind of banged their head the last couple of years in the playoffs and finally broke through. They've been the us-against-the-world mentality this year because of the fact that they cheated to get here in a lot of ways. But they've overcome a lot. They've been with games without Harbaugh. They've, uh, they've worked their way through it, and here they are. And then the other side, it's kind of the – more quiet, done it in a way where they didn't get a lot of attention through the year, but every task that came in front of them, they just got it done. They've got experience. They've got a really good quarterback. So I think it's going to be a fun matchup. And I hope, what I hope is uh, Michael Penix Jr. opens up a can of you-know-what and throws for about 450, 500 yards and five or six touchdowns and Washington kicks Michigan. But um, Michigan's the more talented team. The more physical yeah. team, we'll we'll see. Yeah. But uh, like I said, Washington's kind of faced that a couple of times this year, and and uh, been able to overcome and two fourteen and zero teams. So here we go. Someone's going to be undefeated at the end of the night. Someone's going to take that first loss. I'm going to pick Washington to win it. Or it could tie. They could tie. I guess they could. Um, actually, I don't think they could. <laughs> Wouldn't allow that. I think we'll know the first Washington offensive possession how this game's going to go. Do you remember Michigan, Michigan's defensive front against Alabama early in the Rose Bowl? How they were just pouring through and 
Bama could not hold up at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they changed some things as the game went along, and it, it helped him out a little bit. But there is a chance that Michigan's defensive front is just too much for Washington. Now, Washington's got a really good offensive line, but they have been playing in the Pac-12. So, I, you know. But they held up against Texas, I mean. They held up against Texas. That's why I think Washington's going to win this game. I think they're going to be fine. And if they come out and in the opening possession or two, Michigan's not, you know, just all over Penix and he's got time to throw, and I, then Washington's winning this game because Washington's got the more dynamic offense. I think if they get ahead, Michigan's going to have a hard time. They want to stay on the ground, stay ahead. You know, be physical. McCarthy's not, he's fine. He's not electric through the air. I think Washington's got more playmakers. You said Michigan's got more talent. I mean, maybe you're, maybe because if you start counting defensive guys. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm the talking pros, the line. So, yeah. Um, I think it comes down to Washington's offensive line versus Michigan's defensive line. If the Huskies can hold up there and block them, boom, ball game. Washington wins, but I don't know if they can or not. I'm just excited. We, uh, I, I can't say this next year. Well, yeah, I can. I'm, I'm not going to become an SEC homer just because we're in the league. It's exciting to not to have a championship game without an SEC team in it. Now, I hope we're in it next year. But if it's not us, I don't want any of those other rascals to win it. You know what I mean, Teach? <laughs> those Forgive me for those my rascals. Forgive me for my language, everyone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got a little carried away there. We don't want those rascals from Missouri in that game. You got the, you got the delay on, right, Teach? <laughs> Toby just well, was a 70-year-old man oh, I there. Got the better you of rascals, me. you. It was a long weekend. It got the better of me. Oh, that volleyball yesterday wore me down. So, uh, Yeah. No, nah, I'm not going to become one of these. Well, if we can't win it, I hope it stays in the conference. Come on. Get out of here with that. You know what I saw for the first time this weekend? Uh, SEC t-shirts for sale in Norman. Really? Yeah, at the old I Rally I thought you house. were going to say an, an OU game in person, but no, that um, SEC t-shirts. <laughs> rally house? Uh, yeah, they had them at the, at the rally house. When I what what did there. they look like? Uh, they just just did that. The SEC, the blue logo across the front of a white t-shirt. So. Oh, it didn't have OU on it. No, either. no, no, no. It just said SEC on it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe they've had them at other spots. That's the first time it stood out to me should, somewhere, though. We should wear those to uh, SEC Media Days. Just show up in SEC T-shirts. Um, why We're not, here, everybody? Do you not have your SEC logo tie that you would wear? Have they not sent not that to yet. you yet? Not yet. No, I, I, but first time I go on Fine Bomb, I'm wearing it. Pretty sure. sure, blue tie, yellow SEC logo on the tie. That's what you go with. I uh, can't wait. I can't wait. Speaking of which, SEC Media Days are in like three weeks. Like July fifteenth. You told me that it starts on my anniversary. That's not going to go over very well. Oh, I didn't know that when we were on the phone yeah. the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so hopefully we're not on well, day one. You take but... the lovely lady on a trip to Dallas. Can you believe we got to go to Dallas for SEC Media Days? <laughs> All the years the that it's been the Big 12 been in Dallas. Uh, now they go to Vegas and you guys go back to Dallas. Oh, All please. because the SEC forced the Big 12 to move. They're like, all right, well, we're coming to Dallas. Oh, man. 
Yeah, we got to be there. We got to make our presence known, Teach. T Row in the morning show live from big from SEC Media Days this summer. We gotta we gotta show new kids on the block are here. You know what I mean, Teach? Right. I'll be on here, Radio but you'll Row. be there. Yeah. No, no, no. You're going with I, me. Look, Drake is scheduled a three week European vacation at that time, and good lord, yeah. are you serious? <laughs> yeah, he's gone like twenty something days. Holy yeah. cow. <laughs> He's going to Euro Disney? <laughs> it's going to something, yeah, Euro, uh, European something. Well, I'm taking a vacation this summer, too, maybe three of them, but not during SEC media days because we got to make our presence known. Connor Pasby, bad news. You're on the board. <laughs> TJ's going with me. We're cut, we're, this is a this is a full-on attack, TJ, all right? The home of Sooner fans is not limping into Dallas for the first SEC media days. Full show of force. Full show, huh? All right. Full frontal show of we'll force, try to get it done. We'll try to get it done. We'll yeah, try to get it done. Very, very good. I don't know if I'm going to Somebody was talking to me about the Feinbaum show the other day, and I'm like, oh, it's just his characters. I think they're half made up, this and that. Nobody really has callers like that. And I'm like, do you not remember the early days of our show with Peaches and Anna (laughs) May and Ricky? And, like, that's what it was, was just zany, just never know Uh what you were going to get. Miss Effie would call in and sing or so. Lumber lady. Right. Taco. He's just carried it on uh, uh, yeah. at a time when most people don't have characters like that anymore. So. Like most things, he's figured out how to make millions of dollars off something we invented. Oh, that's right. That's right. I think there's a chance he's actually. Man, we got, uh, we got uh, my dog, uh, George Bush, on the table. I got his ashes here sitting here eating my breakfast. <laughs> George Bush. <laughs> Ronald Reagan's in the urn next to him. <laughs> Oh, peaches. What a treasure. Um, All right, yeah, so there you go. I don't know. Oh, Michigan, you got Washington. I got Washington, too, but you know me. I root with my – I pick with my heart, teach. I'll say Washington, 38-35. My wife left the house for a dentist appointment this morning with Chloe wearing a Michigan sweatshirt. So I know who she's rooting for tonight. Her, mm. her sister's mm. family are big Wolverines. So uh, she's wearing she's wearing the maize and blue. Obviously, can't trust your wife any longer. House divided tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We will be watching the game in two separate rooms, and depending on how it goes, TJ, unlike you guys, we may be sleeping in two two, two separate rooms tonight as well. <laughs> this could get heated. Sean wants us to do a live show this summer when you lower your Big Twelve flag in your yard. <laughs> <laughs> June, isn't there one day where we're not in either conference? Didn't I read that somewhere? I think June. <laughs> there might 29th, be some crossover there. Yeah, like a one day into the month thing. I think June twenty ninth we exit the Big Twelve, and July first we enter the SEC. I think June thirtieth maybe. It's chaos. It's a free for all. We belong to nobody. I'm not sure if that's true, but I read that somewhere. If it is, we need to figure out some way to capitalize on that day. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It's time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland. 
TJ Perry and Chris Plank, brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Here we are. Uh, Chris Plank joins us. Crossover time now. Chris, who you got tonight? Washington, Michigan. I think I am a Michigan man tonight, Tiro, but I will allow myself to ride that roller coaster and, I don't know, probably change my mind five or six times before this thing kicks off at what, like, where are they going to kick it off at 9 p.m.? Is that is that one we're going to – It the says t- 6.30 tonight. Oh, really? I think that's right. pregame. It's supposed to kick uh, off a little uh, after 7. Okay. Okay. Well, we all know a little after 7 means about 7.40 p.m., you know. No rush there. Uh, Are you picking Michigan or rooting for Michigan? I'm okay. I'm rooting for a good game. I don't. Right. I, I I I'm kind of I'm perplexed how to feel about it from this perspective, Toby. And maybe you and TJ can help me out. Yeah, go ahead. There seems to be a lot of buzz about Jim Harbaugh and the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know how to feel about that because I've sold myself on Antonio Pierce being the next savior of the franchise. The right. players I all seem the to want him. I buzz was with him and the Chargers. Is it now? It's Chargers Raiders? and Raiders okay. are the two okay. teams. And the and I and I liked one of the theories that someone brought up is hey Mark Davis might be paying coaches ridiculous amounts of money, but since the move to Vegas, Mark Davis has made a ridiculous amount of money, and he might do whatever it takes to a get Harbaugh to Vegas and b keep him out of Los Angeles for the Chargers. So. Does that mean I'm supposed to root for Michigan if I'm going to be contractually obligated to root for him once he takes over for the Raiders? Do I root for him to win so maybe he stays around? I was about to say, is he more likely to stay at Michigan if he wins or loses? What do you think, T-Row? So you're like thinking he may be your future head coach. That's right. Which means you need to root for him now. Or, or... Let's just say in a hypothetical not I'm not choosing sides yet. Let's say in a hypothetical world, I'm not really sold if he's the guy. Remember, he only coached the 49ers for four years. Now, granted, he had double digit wins in three of those four yeah, years. Took him to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. With Colin Kaepernick as his quarterback. It's pretty impressive. Um, I I would say let's say I'm rooting against him getting the job. Would I want mm-hmm. Michigan to win because he'd be more likely to stay, or would I want Michigan to lose because Wait, or would I want him to? I think to, he's gone no matter what happens to okay, him. Okay, well, that's there you go. I think you might be right. All right, congratulations, Chris. You got your new coach. Yeah, we're about ready to get in a bidding war with the Chargers <laughs> for Jim Harbaugh. And if we don't get Harbaugh, and then I he'll probably should, hire Gruden. <laughs> I think you should let the Chargers have him. I agree. And I think you should stick with Antonio Pierce. Just at least for a couple years. Give him a shot. Let's see what happens. You were pretty good down the stretch. They were really good down the stretch. You had a Once chance to see him firsthand. Man. I guess Colts two weeks ago. By the way, uh, I still don't think enough people are talking about the job that Shane Steichen did. I was watching uh, that Colts Gut-wrenching loss Saturday night. I I know. Gut-wrenching. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And you would have made the playoffs if you won that game, which sucks even more. But we would have been the division champs in hindsight because the Jags lost yesterday. We would have had a home game in the playoffs. And you would have been playing Cleveland with Joe Flacco. But my point, to me – the fact that you had to go with Gardner Minshew, uh, your backup quarterback, all year long, and they were able to do that, I think that 
I'd be fired yeah, up the, if I was a the, Colts fan for the future. I think they're on a good trajectory. Yeah. I just wish Anthony Richardson had gotten to get a year of, you know, Agreed. learning so, under his belt. So um, take me back in my very homeristic. This is too much Colts talk. I need to get this back to the Raiders, Toby. What are we doing right now? Reel it in. <laughs> but so are you a believer he's gone, gone? Yeah. And are you a believer that maybe round two in the NFL won't go as well as round one for old Jim Harbaugh? I just don't know. I don't know. Maybe he'll be good. I just, I think you, I think Harbaugh in Vegas is not a great fit. And I think you and Harbaugh are not a great fit. So I think he yeah. should go to like Antonio Pierce My with guy. the Vegas Raiders. Oh, come on. That's a perfect fit right there. Yeah. Yeah. Personality wise, you know, just uh, branding, everything. Jim Harbaugh is like aloof and goofy. Yeah. He kind of fits in with Los Angeles more I than I think Vegas. you're right. I think you're right. What do you think, TJ? I think uh, I would like to trade you Mike McCarthy if you're interested. <laughs> but <laughs> I still think if the Cowboys lose their playoff game that he's going to get fired. I, I, I think that's the case, but I never know. You never know. You never know. So, TJ would fire him even if he won the Super Bowl. I, I want him gone even if he wins the Super Bowl, yes. I want him to ride off into the sunset with that. Like, I'm done. After after he had been run out of Green Bay, or fired in Green Bay, run out's unfair. They, they kind of had maxed out, I think, with him and Rodgers. But he comes back, brings the Cowboys to the Super Bowl, just hypothetically, and TJ's like, get him out of here. I'm done with this guy. <laughs> two-time Super He won one in Green Bay? Yeah, he won one in yeah, Green Bay. Two-time Super Bowl champion. They can't get rid of him fast. Yeah, That's no, even know, right? uh, Sham yesterday. It's fourth and two, and he goes, well, Brandon Aubrey's been money, so we'll see him here. And they go for it, and he goes, uh, Mike McCarthy has gone for it because, of course, he has. <laughs> I love Brandon. Hey, Toby, I'm kicking off the show with Porter Moser. Sham would have done that, though, with Vince Lombard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, Bill Belichick could have been out there and he did that. Uh, I'm starting the show with Coach Moser, and yeah. I just wanted to say – He's 1-0 in the Big 12. What a start. Thank you. Uh, you were awesome on Saturday. We listened to the whole broadcast coming oh, back from the uh, – what county is Perry in? We were at the FFA – event and Perry all day long and you and Kevin were my nice. lifeline and so nice thank you guys it was awesome to listen to and I can't wait to uh can't wait to hear more about it with coach next did we did we win a blue ribbon we finished third in our class nice. yeah yeah we're off to a good little start I don't know how or why but we're doing good <laughs> is it the pig no is that idea. what we're showing yeah yeah we're showing a pig York oh man what a life. What a That's life. That's fantastic. Right? I got to go with you to one of those. You'll sometime. love it. That'd it's be a whole other world, man. Do they have play by play guys do those things. Oh, I'll talk about it tomorrow. Okay. There's a dude. There is a dude, and he oh, knows yeah, more about yeah, pigs wait. than anyone Look I've ever seen in my pig. life. Exactly. <laughs> have, a, uh, have a great show, Chris. See you, Toby. Have a great day, man. Porter right, next. Thanks to you. Thanks to you, fine folks, for listening. Porter Moser coming up live next with that Plank Show. Enjoy the national championship game tonight, everybody.